Today's show is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Rude people. That's the biggest solution in the universe. It's me. You're welcome, buddy. If more people drove like me, there'd be no traffic. Yeah, because everyone would be dead. <laughs> I'm taking a hit for the party. I'm not hungry sometimes. I just walk up and start eating because no one else is doing it. I want to get the party started. Let's go. The first person to dance is the best person of the party. I mean, if you like to dance, uh-huh. which I don't, which is stupid as shit, but at least <laughs> at least someone's doing it. <laughs> at least someone's... Is that how you... Is, is that what you do? Yeah. At least someone's doing it. I'm out here dancing by myself. Yeah. Trying to kick, get things started. I've done it before. I fucking hate dancing, but I get up on the dance floor because, <laughs> like, this fucking uh, dipshit wedding I'm at, no one's dancing because they, they fucking planned it shitty. They, they invited a bunch of shitty coward guests who aren't dancing. I'll fucking get up there. I'll dance. Great. Here's your stupid fucking song. Here's my stupid dance. Here's Maddox out there by himself before the bride <laughs> and the groom have their first dance because he doesn't understand wedding protocol. Dance. <laughs> Sing some weird Middle Eastern dance. (laughs) 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 Screaming Uh, at the band to play um, (laughs) and that they're all cowards. (laughs) 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 Now available at thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from man buns to reruns. With over <laughs> six million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox. With me is Sean. Hello. Our audio engineer. Uh, welcome back, guys. This is the second best of episode. I think people really like the first one. I got a lot of positive feedback. It flowed really well. And uh, I think the problems dovetailed together pretty nicely. It was The theme was douchebags, all the different kinds of douchebags last time. Uh, but this time, all new set of problems. We'll be back to live episodes starting next week. And uh, again, uh, Sean, one of the best compliments I received about those best of episodes is someone in the forums was asking which show they should use to introduce their friends to the biggest problem. And someone recommended the best of episodes. Huge compliment. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's what they're for. That's what it's for. Well, without further ado, here's another one. Enjoy. Hey, Dick Masterson. <laughs> you must have a lot of dicks in your mouth because you sound like the biggest pussy in the universe. Um, um it's still I, know, I just I think you're a pussy because you, you didn't want to, you know, defend, you know, freedom of speech and <laughs> Yeah, that's the right, a, that's what know, I'm against. A bunch of pussies, um, the guy who's been banned from the internet or wherever your pussy ass is from. Um, <laughs> go back to France, did you hear that? Yeah. Peace. So, are we not supposed to make fun of that guy's voice? We're supposed to respond to his criticisms of I, me being a, the biggest pussy in the universe? Yeah, that's a good point. That's exactly what I was getting at. His Dick. voice was kind of funny. His voice is hilarious. He sounds like he's asleep or on, uh, like, what, what is he? Uh, what's the um, tranquilizer? Methadone. Methadone, is that? It's one of them. Oxy- what do you want? How high do you want to get? Oxycontin? Tell me that. Yeah. What kind of high are you looking for? Like that kind of high. He sounds yeah, like a Vicodin. Benadryl high, maybe. Vicodin, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you focus a lot on, uh, on you know, stats and shit like that, though. You do, you do like your stats. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only, literally the only evidence that we have to back up our point. And the guy, some guy was backing up your argument last time, too. What was argument? Like, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He was saying. He was saying. Well, Maddox, uh, you rely too much on stats, where people can doctor information and uh, yeah, come to any true. conclusion they want. Yeah, Dick. But guess what? If you discredit all studies, then we have nothing. Progress stops. We're just gonna go back to fucking living in caves <laughs> like monkeys. What <laughs> <Vote> up, <on> monkeys? <laughs> now, you are so passionate about studies <laughs> and horseshit. <laughs> Yeah, Dick. I just, you know, I just want to end on this quote. Look, you tried, you Scott, know, but you, I'm sorry. What? Like I say, he didn't put enough things. You didn't get, you didn't get the evidence in there that you needed to. What, he Scott? almost made yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he made an effort. He made, he gave it a good college. What try. could he have had in there? Those I'll tell three you. things. Okay. See, this is why I feel like I'm the. I can debate myself, and it comes down to everyone wishes you just would debate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, Dick. Um, I, you know, on Facebook they have this section for quotes and whatever. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I fucking hate quotes most of the time. I, I keep a handful of them around because some of them are good. This is one quote I happen to really, really like, and I like to think about it all the time. It's from Aristotle. It says, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. 
And yeah. I wish more of our listeners would fucking do that every now and then. Oh, I think our listeners are pretty sharp. They're, yeah. they're funny. They're yeah. really funny. Oh, they're you funny. You gotta be smart to be funny. I think that's true. Yeah, I'm not sure that some You of gotta them- be able to hold it all in your head to make a joke. To see the whole the whole tapestry of life and to point out something that's unique and interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. We got some yeah. we got some smart and funny listeners. Oh yeah, some real dumb shits too, though. Well, real real morons, real apes, real numb nuts, <laughs> real dullards. You done? Real couple knuckle draggers. So you're asking people to vote against themselves in this problem? Mouth Is breathing, that <laughs> dumb shit, Neanderthal luddites. <laughs> Fucking tool bags. They're tool factories. That's what they are. The entire factory of tools. That's what our listeners are. A big fucking Costco of tools. Oh, man. Just tools falling off the shelves, so tripping over your tools. They're tripping over themselves. Wow. Hey, wait, I got some more. Do you mind if I uh, play some celebrity voicemails? Great. We got a couple more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Maddox. This is Jesse Ventura. I heard last week on your million download jerk-off session that you were impressed that you had celebrity listeners. And I just wanted to say that I don't think that Zoe Deschanel one was real. I think it was the government or possibly clones. Them cocksuckers in Area 51 can do just about anything. Anyways, Dick, yeah. go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> Ventura, definitely the real one. What was the this? Jesse, who? Jesse Ventura. Oh, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's Jesse Ventura. You know, uh, you know, Dick. That was a funny, funny uh, celebrity voicemail. Um, I have gotten in the last, I'd say, two days, uh, maybe just a, a half dozen of emails from people, all for various topics, various subjects, either praising the show or commenting or sending in problem suggestions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And invariably, they're all addressed to me. And invariably, at the end, they all sign off with "P.S. Dick's an idiot" or "P.S. Dick's an asshole." Yeah. It's just like, it seems like a, a common sign off and he did it in that voicemail too well here, here's another voicemail great hello dick go fuck yourself <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> here's a guy you know a celebrity friend of yours top of the morning to you this be bono oh great <laughs> this be bono he's <laughs> born spot on. let's hear this rat bastard you starts me carnias with your flash photography <laughs> And now me Irish eyes ain't smiling. <laughs> oh, fiddly dee. Me rods and me cones. Me rods and me cones. I can't even see the poor me a bottle of lucky charms. <laughs> now me life's more pathetic than a Sinead O'Connor cover band. Oh. At least I can still listen to the biggest problem in the universe, though. Good shout out. Love the show. Keep trying, Dickie. Bono out. <laughs> hey, he got his, though, didn't he? What did What's he do? What? what do you mean? <laughs> he was riding his bike. Another problem, right? He fucked himself up good in Central Park. Oh, he did? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. Yeah, read the news story. Yeah, yeah I, saw the, I, I like, saw the headlines, but I, I didn't click on it. I thought you'd take joy in that. All right, let's get to the problems. My what? problem yeah. is hoverboard hoaxes. Ha ha ha, good. Yes. Good. I know what you're talking about. I don't want to hear You know this. what I'm talking about, because yeah. Lexus just released this campaign about mm-hmm. how they've invented a hoverboard. Oh, yeah. It's not a fucking hoverboard. No. It's not a hoverboard. It's not a hoverboard. No. I don't care that it floats and yeah. that you call it a hoverboard. It's not a hoverboard. It's not. It's a superconducting magnetic platform. Right. That rides around on a weird rail. Yeah. And has skateboarding celebrities embarrass themselves on it because it's not a fucking hoverboard. No. It has none of the fun of a hoverboard. No. It has none of the magical technology of a hoverboard. Right. It's not a fucking hoverboard. You yep. can put tits on it and call it a supermodel. That doesn't make it a supermodel. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. Well, you know, this bothers you too. Because I think I think the worst, the worst, most wicked type of falsehood is the perpetration of a hoverboard hoax. Hmm. Because we want it so bad. There is nothing, there is nothing that we want more than a real hoverboard. So Ooh. bad that we're willing to believe the stupidest fabrications of our lives. Do you remember when Back to the Future 2 came out? Yeah. What what, what do you remember the myth? The hover- regarding we wanted that hoverboard, the hoverboard. That it was real. Yeah. That people said it was real. And for because Sean and I were talking about this on the car on the way over, that so we both heard this same lie independently that uh, a group of angry mothers is what was preventing the real actual hoverboard from being oh. released. Oh, yeah, Did you I remember that? that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Growing yeah. up. And I, th- I was pissed off. I think I read that 
It sounded like something I would read on the back of a garbage pal kids card. <laughs> you know, like uh, these mean moms and, te- and teachers. This All consortium. these fucking moms. Yeah. Always fucking up our good times <laughs> when we're kids. God damn it. Yeah, because they don't want us to fall. Again, death. Death is the reason they don't want us to have hover- hoverboards. Yeah. But, man, I remember when I saw this video, Dick, this weekend when uh, Lexus released this. By the way, they didn't invent it. They just they came along and they they uh, they bought the rights to market this thing that somebody had, right? This this patent. It's just a fucking super. It's just a, sim- a superconductor. Super it's just a magnet. Yeah. That's why it's leaking um, vapor all the time. Yeah. Because it's full of... Uh, what? Jesus Christ, I can't remember anything. Liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. And yeah. they have big tanks of liquid nitrogen right next to it. And the quote-unquote skate park that it's operating on is full of metal rails. Right. Some fucking exciting hoverboard you got here. Wow, you can hover anywhere you want on a skate park built for this hoverboard. Yeah. Just oh, cool. Wear a slippery t-shirt and let your friends spin you around on an air hockey table. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Ice skates... You need to use them at an ice skating rink, don't you? You don't just say, hey, man, yeah. I, invited, I invented ice skates. Yeah. Oh, really? Can I use it on the sidewalk? No, you have no, to go no, to the no. specific place that yeah. I built for, specifically for this thing you, that you put on your feet. You can't use it anywhere else. Yeah, I built, I, I invented a jetpack. What? Yeah. How does that work? Oh, it's really cool. You go to the bottom of this cliff, and then I drop this uh, rope down, and you <laughs> climb up it. How the fuck is that a jetpack? Yeah, exactly. And then they, that other jetpack thing. Here's the, for, first, by the way, Dick, the thing I want more than a hoverboard by far is a jetpack. I have so many heists in my mind planned. <laughs> the second jetpacks come out, I'm going to fucking steal everything. Let's go so, through the heists. <laughs> what are the heists? I, no, I'm not going to say this one because legit might happen. <laughs> because a masked jetpack, man. Wait a minute. First of all, what about the actual jetpack that exists? No, that guy, the Disneyland one. No, no, no. Oh, what? The what one Disneyland from like one? Tomorrowland in the '60s. They did a promo thing for the Disney. Rocketeer. Yeah, or the do you Rocketeer. mean an actual jetpack? No, they had a jetpack. Yeah, in Disneyland. I didn't know that. Yeah, Tomorrowland. It's like the black and white footage of a guy using a jetpack, and everyone's. Is I, it I mean, a jetpack for real? Yeah, it's a jetpack. Huh. My, my dick's been wet ever since I saw that thing. Not hard, but wet. Hard and wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right there. Yeah. This Sean, guy's dick gets wet. Sean, it starts want, sweating. It's so hard. He's got that look in his eyes like he wants to see it. Sean, you want to see it? No. You okay. don't want to No, it's the jetpack, not his dick. The jetpack? Yeah. yeah. Show me yeah, the jetpack. Well, yeah, I got to see this now, too. No, I'm talking that's about- That's not a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, I'm what, talking about the real- Jetpack that like is sponsored by Red Bull, the Jetman, the water thing. That- no, 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 no. That's awesome too. I yeah, love. I, yeah. I think that's a real water jetpack. Like, yeah, I really want to ride one. Sure, I do too. But it's not a jetpack in the sense that we're thinking. I'm saying the real jetpack, where it's a guy who has. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. He has those two giant jets Fan, on fans, his fans. Yeah, I don't know. They're jets, bro. Really? He's flying like he gets <laughs> dropped out of a. Bro, bro, you want to talk jets or fans here? Are we talking jets or fans? We're jets. talking jets. Jets. This guy has too many jet packs on his back and little wings, and he's flying around. It's a plane. If you got wings, it's a plane. A jet pack is just a pack, and that's it. <sighs> okay. Like the, the Tomorrowland. Look it up. Like that girl that you jerked off to Yes, first. Mary. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Mary, so hot. Huh. So, yeah, man. All right, no, that's a good point. It is a plane. Yeah. It's okay, a miniature you, plane. You want to hear my heist idea? Yeah. For Japan? Okay, I'm, I'm kind of sad saying this right now on the air because now that I say it, I'm never going to do it. I mean, you because can still do it. You have a jetpack. What no, are you going to do? No, because they'll patch the security hole. <laughs> okay. okay. Have you ever been to the Tower of London? Uh, No. I, no. I, the I, line was too long. I went and the line oh, was like two and a half oh, hours. I, Sean, I went with you. Huh. Yeah, and we said, fuck this. Bro. The girl we were. Yeah, forget about lines. Okay? <laughs> I, <laughs> I found the best way. And this is how I found the loophole to steal the crown jewels. Yeah. Uh, no, stop no. Stop it. No, stop it. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to steal in the world. It's like a Pink Panther villain. Yeah. <laughs> Want to hear my plan to steal the crown jewels? Yes, I do. I really do. Great. 
Because uh, first of all, dickhead, I'll you show you give me some crown jewels and I'll find a Russian who wants to bite. I guarantee I'll find a Russian oligarch by tomorrow lunchtime that wants to buy the crown jewels. Guarantee. Okay. I'll get. I'll make millions of those those crown jewels. <laughs> millions. Okay. Russian oligarchs love that shit. They love all sorts of like kitschy shit. And by the Kitch, way, kitschy like the crown jewels. Max's <laughs> <laughs> kitsch kitsch emporium. You're talking. We got those Cupid dolls. We got a cat poster and the crown, the most famous jewelry in the history of man. There's spare that, spare grail around here somewhere. Well, look, yeah. man, if you steal the Mona Lisa, there's only one customer for it. And those are fucking Russian oligarchs or maybe some Saudi princes. That's it. Those are the only people who are buying it. Okay. Okay. Right. So I'll find a customer, not a problem. Or maybe I'll just fucking wear it because I have a whole closet full of crowns at home. I wear crowns all the time. You're yeah. talking to a guy who wears crowns. Do you have a real crown? I have metal crowns, but they're not that. They're not the crown jewels. Well, mm. I'll just say that. I wish they had not a the real, crown. like, real custom made one. You yeah. Know? Well, that's why I got my eye on the crown jewels, buddy. <laughs> Okay, so I went to the Tower of London, right? Okay. Walked right in. Just walked right in. Lines? Whatever. Okay. So I'm in there, and there's only, you know, there's like some cool torture shit to see, and then there are a bunch of like fucking placards to read, and you're walking around bored to tears, and then you're looking for some food, and all the food sucks there, so you're just, you're stuck drinking fucking uh, flat Pepsi, looking for food, and bored. And the only thing worth seeing is the- Pepsi is a great problem. Go, yeah, go ahead. We'll bring Sorry. in Pepsi yeah. sometime. But you're looking around to see that if there's anything to do in the Tower of London. Hey, that's cool, whatever, but it's not like a, a huge event unless you go to the Crown Jewel Room. Okay. And the Crown Jewel Room, the line is just winding and it snakes around and there's portraits and all sorts of just, you know, cool, cool shit to see in there, right? Uh-huh. And the, the uh, Crown Jewel of the event is the Crown Jewel Room. Right. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you walk in, and they have all the different uh, uh, crowns and uh, jewels yeah. for for the, uh, the, the, the monarchy. Yeah. yeah, the monarchy. Right? The gifts from other dignitaries throughout history right. and stuff like that. So here's how I went into that room. And honestly, it was a mistake, but I found a huge loophole in their security. I walked in through the exit. I just walked right in through the exit. Okay. Security guard looks at me, tips his hat, and I, t- I just kind of like look, up, look at him back, and I said, okay, I guess I'm in here. And I walk in like an asshole, looking at all the crowns, the, you know, the crowns in there, and they're all, the, the security for this place is, is atrocious. It's this, the crowns, these priceless things uh-huh. are sitting there behind plexiglass. Mm. That's it. It's just like a little thin layer of plexiglass. Bro, there's more security between you and I right now. Yeah. My laptop screen is thicker than the screens on these uh these crown jewels. Okay. So I thought and then I and then I walk outside after after I'm look, I'm done I get my fill in like 5 minutes. I'm done. Uh-huh. So I walk outside and I see the wall to the Tower of London. It's like, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 feet high. Okay. Uh, and I okay. thought if I just pogoed right over that wall or I had a jetpack, I could run in there Grab the fucking crown jewels, knock over the tubby security guard. Who's, he seems like a nice guy, but he's just one dude. The, the, the beef eaters? Yeah. The beef eaters. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they call their security guards, the beef yeah. eaters. Whatever. They're, they're guarding the crown jewels. Please, beef eaters, forget it. I'm, a, I'm the real beef eater, buddy. Yeah. So you just run in there, make a grab for the crown jewels, hop over the wall, you're done. You hop on a motorcycle. You go over the uh, the London Bridge. Fucking, di- you're in paradise for the rest of your life. Maddox, I really think that their security would stop you. You think so? There's just one yes. guy. He didn't even have a fucking gun. I bet the security that they have is the kind of security that you don't see. Like nope. with no, like with cameras, no. eye in the sky. They've probably got you know a bunch of hidden beef eaters around. How far do you have to go from the point of the crown jewels to get out of the Tower of London area? You know what I'm saying? It's like 20 feet. You run 20 feet to the wall, hop over that wall, and you're fucking hop on a motorcycle. You're gone. They they don't even have time to react. You're gone so fast. I'm I'm not even shitting you, dude. Banks have better security. The White House has better security, and people penetrate the White House all the time. There's that crazy dude of the Pokemon who jumped the fence and then ran towards. He got like to the front door of the White House. Yeah, and the White some, House. Some fucking dogs got him. Well, yeah, and he kicked him. <laughs> he kicked the dog. Yeah, but what if he yeah, had but- a jetpack? <laughs> Wait, doesn't London have the most cameras of any yes, city? Yes. Oh, oh, CCTV, please. I pissed right in front of a CCTV camera. Right in front of one. No. They're probably used to that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't anyway, think you're going to get away with this. Well, not now, because they're going to beef up their security. Because <laughs> they listen to this podcast, I bet. 
Oh, man. Do you think we know anybody who works security over there? Like any kind of London cop or anything? Oh. You say, somebody, if, you're, if it's as easy as you're making it out to be, someone will have tried this. Dick, I'm telling you, nothing easier. I, I plan heists all the time in my mind just I to know see you if do. I know you do. They're you know, great. Yeah, just to see if I can, you know? Yeah. Just like trying to f- poke holes in security, which I see all the time. Oh, my gosh. There's this bank. There's this bank that I, that I uh, go to sometimes. The worst security. There's a huge, huge hole in their security. Yeah. I'll tell you after the uh, the the episode. Yeah, but yeah, you missed man. your calling. Being a uh, bank robber. I was gonna say being an inmate. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Anyway, uh, this is a superconductor, not a hoverboard. Yeah. When you cu- when you cool certain materials to an extremely low temperature, in this case one negative one ninety seven Celsius, they become a superconduct. They become superconductive. If you position them near a magnet during that cooling process. They oust the magnetic field and effectively remember their position relative to the magnet. There's a video that Lexus just posted. That's why I'm so pissed off about yeah. this, where it shows these skateboarders trying to use the quote-unquote hoverboard, and it's uh, it's embarrassing. It's like watching a one-legged cat trying to bury shit on a frozen pond. Like, they stumble around. <laughs> they, ju- they jump on it. They jump off as it approaches new things in yeah. terror because they know they're going to break their wrists right. if they stay on There's it. no friction on this thing. There's no fun to it either. No. There's no fun on it. Would, would you call two magnets that are just levitating on top of each other, would you call that a hoverboard? No, I wouldn't. No, no. no. because it's just magnets, idiot. It needs more power. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a hoverboard unless you can go someplace that wasn't specifically designed for your hoverboard, your quote hoverboard. Yeah. Let's not even call it hoverboard. Just like a flying car is not a flying car if it's a shitty airplane that can fold its wings up on top of the car. Yeah, then exactly. it's a fucking airplane. Yep. Like, Fuck Right. Amen. That's the fu- That's a great fucking example because I'm so tired of flying cars and people, oh, it's a flying car. No, it's not because you no. can call an airplane a flying car too then, can't you, dipshit? Because airplanes yeah. have wheels. Yeah. They're, and you, the airplane's not a car. It's a plane, because no. it has wings. If it has wings, it's a plane, it's a plane. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, We've defined a box <laughs> and a, a flying car. And now hover. Do you remember when Hover, when Funny or Die, did that yeah. uh, that troll video, I yeah. guess what you'd call it, where they got Tony Hawk and Christopher uh-huh. Lloyd to come out and act like they'd actually invented a hoverboard? Yeah. I was angry even when that came out. So I'm like, yeah, fuck, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. you know what you're doing. It's not funny. You what you're doing is not funny. <laughs> Well, I guess that was or die. Um, you know what was the best thing about that video, though, Dick? The way that it was outed. You remember what happened? Do you know what happened? No, no. So the way that video was outed, because uh, there was a lot of speculation when it came out by a bunch of gullible idiots on the internet, thinking, oh, my gosh, we're finally here. We, we got the hoverboard. Yeah. Then some girl who was like a PA for that thing listed uh. it on her resume. And she just uh, posted it on IMDb or something. So people were searching for this, and they, they came across this girl. She quickly removed it, but the damage was done. Everyone picked up the story, and they said, oh, it's, it's fake. Guys. Yeah, there are whistleblower laws to protect girls like that, protect people like that. So this is, from a, this is from a journalist who was at this demo reporting of how fun the hoverboard was. Yeah. Uh, the pro skater, Ross McGoran, employed to master this thing for a video, but it's a bit challenging. He was supposed to be doing a demo, but yesterday fell off and almost broke his ankle. Today he's hobbling around pretending he's fine. (laughs) He tells me the whole board teeters on a magnetic balance point just one centimeter wide, running lengthwise down the middle. What? Really? Yeah. That's why they look so stupid when they're trying to have fun the time of their lives on this uh, amazing new technology of magnets. So essentially, that's like being on a high wire. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Trying to skateboard on a high wire. Are you kidding me? They should should have gotten some of those uh, Cirque Soleil idiots to uh, to do that thing. They should have, instead of a professional skateboarder. You're right. Because those guys... Those guys are good with balance, at least. Those guys would have done it. They shouldn't have done it in the fucking first place. I don't know why Lexus, a car that I own, is committing this kind oh. of fraud. <laughs> I don't, I, this is not the brand that I bought into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's exactly the brand you bought into, Dick. No, I bought, a, I bought into a brand uh, that, was, that was soaked in sophistication <laughs> and class. <laughs> and now I've got Persian racing rims and fake hoverboard jokes. Yeah. I hate, that's the thing I hate most about this was that it was just one big Lexus ad. And it was so fucking shameless. And it's a horrible ad. It was so shameless at the end where the car drove up in between the two ramps and they built up to it. Yeah. And the guy jumped the car. And they, they, it was just so fucking shameless. It was like uh, the new Jurassic Park movie with Mercedes. Oh my gosh. You couldn't, you couldn't blink and not see a Mercedes ad. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's my problem. I'm d- no more hoverboard stuff. It's not funny. There's never going to be a hoverboard. Never. Uh, no. Never. Mm, never. No. no. That uh, hope is what they're preying on. Never going to happen. You want to do? You want to do another problem? Yeah. You know what my? You know what the biggest problem in the universe is? I'm. I, I'm seriously putting this out there. Self-defeating thoughts. Have you heard of this? Boy. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard of a self-defeating thought. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where is the the first time you've heard that phrase? Where have you heard that phrase? Um, Probably some dickhead motivational speaker in like the 80s on the late night infomercial. The guy with like a shitty hairpiece. Something like that. Like a Tony Robbins kind of guy with too many veneers. Like more teeth in his mouth than a shark. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody no, like that. Tony then, Robbins does have, have an uncomfortable amount of teeth. Yeah. Which like is a, probably the normal amount, but it looks uncom- uh, like kind of be- crowded. All of his baby teeth are still in, and the adult <laughs> teeth just grew in around them. With Man. a bunch of schmucks from like North Dakota in the audience or the Midwest or something. That guy's got some, that guy's got some chompers, man. Yeah. No, self-defeating thoughts... I've never experienced it. I don't know. I've never experienced self-defeating thoughts. I've, I have the opposite. I have self-victorious thoughts. Yeah. Cool. No hyperbola there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Sean. <laughs> shut your fucking... <laughs> shut your fucking... Tra- edit yourself out of the episode, dickhead. All right. No, I have, self, I have self-victorious thoughts. I predict what I can do accurately, and then I exceed everyone's expectations and over-deliver every time, buddy. Oh. You take that to the bank. You can invest it. Uh, do you have any examples? Of of times of I've over delivered, yeah. I'll tell you time. I've t- I'll tell you time. I've actually had uh, a self victorious thought. Okay, I was snowboarding, <laughs> right? And I, this was like my second time snowboarding, and I'm going down like the triple the- diamond, like, the hardest thing. Like okay, so, uh, uh, Sean White. They they had this little placard at the top of the uh, the resort uh-huh. at the lift, and they said Sean White doesn't dare go down here. Okay, and I went down this this uh, triple diamond lift or uh, 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 route. And I was going, I was getting so much speed, and I'm an amateur at snowboarding at this at this point. And I thought, and I thought, man, I'm I'm getting so much speed. And I, I, for a split second, I was I was I was a little bit worried. And then I thought to myself, no, fuck that, I can do this. And then I took a jump and landed it. No, no, that's no hyperbola, dickhead. Yeah. It's not, that's no hyperbole. I actually landed the jump. It was fucking amazing. I I did it because I literally had a self victorious thought. I literally thought to myself, I can do this, oh. and I did it. Do you have any true stories? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> that, the entire last half of everything I said was true, including fuck you. And this is from Psychology Today. Depressed neurochemistry focuses on negativity. Your thoughts dwell on sad things such as times of loss, failure, disappointments, and ill treatment. When you remember one time something went wrong, memory networks light up for all the times that something similar went wrong. Forming a category of things going wrong. And because depressed minds ruminate, Repetitively revisiting that network, that category, then solidifies into an, a, a path, a thought pattern that says it has always slash never been this way. So it's a, it's a way of thinking, right? Your neurochemistry causes you to create a past in which you will always fail, you're always disappointed, or in which you never get what you want. That's the problem with self-defeating thoughts. It happens far more frequently and far more commonly in people than, than you might think. This is something that uh, that leads to depressive thinking mm-hmm. uh, leads to suicide leads to failure and it prevents you from trying new things it's very hard to change too yeah it's very hard to change that pattern of thinking there is an entire what are you like an expert on this now oh, sean i am why do you why are you an expert on I've this i've lived this my whole life oh man yeah, you have those self-defeating thoughts absolutely really? and, and i know what you're talking about with the uh lighting up that network yeah over and over again yeah I, I've seen it in other people. I have some friends and uh, and people I've actually people I've dated even where you can see it happen. You can see the shift happen in their minds as soon mm. as they say something because you'll point out something. They'll say that something negative has happened to them, and you'll say, "Well, but there's a lot of positive going on." That's right, right? And there's a lot of good things that are going on. Yeah, it's not reality, but you think no. that it is. It's distorted thinking. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's a huge, huge problem. Hmm. This is something that uh, that affects a lot of people. It prevents people from following their dreams. It prevents people from trying, from even from achieving. Dick, you remember you brought in a problem due to perfectionism. Well, that's the problem I brought in. Perfectionism, right? That was a good problem. But this this one I want to refer uh, reference is dudes who need to get laid. Yeah, right. Guys who need to get Mm -hmm. laid. One of the biggest problems with guys who need to get laid is they have self defeating thoughts. And the first time, believe it or not, I read this uh, uh, Neil Strauss's book, The Game, mm-hmm. about uh, pickup artists. Yeah. 
That's the first time I encountered this, uh, this phrase, self-defeating thoughts. And he said that's the number one reason guys shell up and they, don't de- they decide not to go after their dreams and go after a girl they might like. You know, they see someone in a bar or they see someone at school or whatever. They want to ask them. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the courage. And they have those self-defeating thoughts. I'm not good enough. Yeah. I can't. I'm not successful enough. I'm not attractive enough. There's someone who's more attractive than me. There's someone who has more hair than me. Uh, uh, there's yeah. someone who has a new, who has. Stop right there. Yeah, go home. Yeah. <laughs> but those are self-defeating thoughts. And they're not conducive. They will limit you and, and set you back. Listen to this. This is from The Bold. I, would, I honestly yeah. want to hear more about that network that lights up. You gravitated on that immediately, and that seems like a very bizarre concept. Well, your brain is like a muscle. There's, you know, your neuropathways and stuff, you know, they're forming at rapid rates when you're, uh-huh. you know, two, three, four years old. Like, a, you know, a majority of your brain forms at that point. But yeah, it's like using anything else. The ones that you use over and over again are stronger, and the ones that you don't kind of gradually just weaken. Yeah, it's like somebody who doesn't. There's the latest science of it. True, mm. true. It's like it's like the it's like a well worn path in your mind, your your patterns of thinking, your thoughts, your thought patterns. The more that you you exercise those regions in your brain, the more reinforced they'll be because uh-huh. it's it's something it's a it's just a fallback. It's a traditional. It's called it's almost like a verbal tick, but it's a mental tick. You know, some people have verbal ticks. They say right, you know, at the end of every sentence, or they say like they say like a lot. Yeah, I know what is a verbal tick. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, yeah, so they, they they have these they have these recurring these these recurring thought patterns yeah. um, that are destructive to them because yeah. they'll get reinforced and they'll get depressed and they'll lead to all sorts of nasty things. That's called, that's a liquor loop. Now I know what you're talking about. A liquor loop. What's yeah, that? Alcoholism. It's a liquor loop. Yeah. No. What's, come on. Don't don't be so crass. It, and vulgar. Alcohol. Is, is it the same? Is that what you're referring to? Uh, I don't know. It's called a liquor loop. When well, you get in that loop, mm-hmm. and it's like every day. You think, oh, I could just slam a glass of whiskey. It's like three. I put in a lot of work today. Yeah. Let me just throw, let me just have a little bit of wild turkey on the rocks here just yeah. to get me to, to like 7 p.m. Sure. Next thing you know, it's 5.30 and you're ordering Indian food for six people. <laughs> oh, just for you. That's a liquor loop. Then the next day you wake up, you do it again. Dick, I've, I feel like you've described uh, like every weekday for you. Every weekday. It's hard to get out of. It's hard to get out of because you, you, you get used to it. Yeah. It no, it, it really is. It really is. I know we joke about it, but it really is. It's a really tough thing. It prevents you from trying new things. As I said, this is again from Psychology Today. They said this kind of categorical description of past events becomes a prediction of things to come, which is the gambler's fallacy. Essentially, past predictions don't, oh, you just don't get affect negative the future. about everything. Yeah, nah. the idea that you are destined to fail will prevent you from trying new things. Few thoughts are more likely to prevent change than those that predict defeat. Self-defeating thoughts are central in maintaining depression and blocking change. The most common self-defeating category of thoughts stems from the belief that we are doomed to letting our past determine our future. In fact, this misery-inducing mantra, I have always been this way, is responsible for stopping people cold, dead in their tracks, before they even attempt to change a behavior or emotion. Such thoughts are depression-reinforcing. And I'll tell you, man, I used to to suffer from depression a lot. I used to be really depressed, especially in my early 20s. I was suicidal. I was mm-hmm. I was suicidal. I totally get it. I totally get that that uh, how that, suicidal? What do you mean suicidal? suicidal. Well, um, I I mean I thought about it. I thought that uh, I got nothing to live for. Uh, you know, life sucks. This is garbage. Everything's terrible. I was a miserable person. And anytime anyone asked me how I was doing, my default response was shitty. Right. Mm. And I remember the day I realized I was depressed was when I was at work. I was sitting on a bench outside. And some of my coworkers came up to me and they said, "Hey Maddox, what are you uh, what are you doing this weekend?" I said, "Oh, I don't know. I don't have any plans." He said, "What do you want to do?" And I thought about it and my answer was nothing. I thought, "I don't really want to do anything. I didn't want to play video games. I didn't want to eat." That's depression? Yeah. Oh, when you shit. don't want to when you don't want to do anything. Like it wasn't in a, in, a, in a relaxing sense like I just want to go home and unwind. Yeah. It was in a sense like nothing brings me I joy. I have no hopes or Dreams no hopes or, or dreams. Aspir- yeah. Nothing. I don't want to do anything. And video games were my favorite thing, and I didn't even want to play video games. And then that's when I realized I was depressed. And so, out of out of desperation and depression, I decided to experiment. I I actually overcame my depression this way. And I didn't read this anywhere. It was just an experiment I did on my own. Okay. I thought I was going to start lying to people 
I said, what do I... Great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what do I have to lose... Right, I'm only just gonna get only gains, <laughs> only gains, and if you lose, lie about it. What a dickhead! No, I, I, I said I'm going to start lying to people all the time, and the, I, I decided a specific type of lie. Right, uh, if they ask me how I was doing, I, I, I was going to tell them the opposite. I was, I was just going to start oh, fucking. Okay, them. Yeah. fake it till you make it, kind of thing. I didn't Is know that. that you're I didn't know that that's sure, what it was. Sure, sure, sure. But ahead. but essentially, yeah, yeah. I decided to tell them the opposite. Uh, people would ask me how I was doing, and I said, great. Or excellent. Yeah. Better than ever. And I, I remember, too, I remember typing better than ever, and then someone wrote back and they said, why? And I thought, well, shit. No. I, I didn't think that they would ask. I've dug myself a hole now. Yeah. I, I got to really gin up the lie machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then I thought about it. Well, I thought, what could I possibly say here to just get them to get them off my back? Mm-hmm. And I said, like, the simplest thing ever. I just said, well, I thought about it. And I thought, well, I, I, I guess I'm in college, and I'm, I'm about halfway towards graduating. So I said that. And then I and then uh, I told another person. And they said why? And uh, and over the course of two weeks, I kept trying to justify why I was in a good mood. And I said, well, I got a family. Yeah. I said, I got a roof over my head. I got a good paying job. Uh, I'm relatively healthy. I'm young. I have my life ahead of me. And then I I, I thought I, I I said I own hundreds of video games. I have all this. <laughs> well, that was the capper. <laughs> and, then you explode a rainbow shot out. But I heart. don't have a jetpack. Yeah. yeah. No, or the crown jewels. Uh, yeah, jetpack for him would be bad. Yeah. No, it would be good. <laughs> Straight to jail. I'd accomplish one of my life goals. Anyway, man, uh, so over the course of two weeks, I, I found that my life had shifted, my, my philosophy, my, my mindset had shifted, my yeah. perspective had shifted, and that's when I stopped having those self-defeating thoughts. Well, so much. I mean, I still do, especially when I'm writing. Uh-huh. Oh, man, you should get in my head with my demons a few minutes. But um, They're a knee-jerk reaction. What the demons? No, well, no, the self-defeating thoughts. You just learn to not listen to them. Yeah, yeah. But there, there'll always be a knee-jerk reaction to some extent. Like you have you said, to, wait, when, wait. What do you mean? When, when do you think about? When do you think like self-defeating thoughts? Like you're talking about? Like what do you think? And when does it happen? Uh, sometimes when you're gonna try something new or go into like a new career or something like that, and you're stressed you re- out you about it. You think like, God damn it! That time I deleted the podcast. That's gonna haunt me forever. <laughs> does that happen? <laughs> it, it. Well, it has haunted me forever. I'm still here. I, uh. I'm serious. What do you think when you're like entering those situations? Just self doubt? Well, I'm currently tracking everyone who's ever left a voicemail about it. Oh, okay. They'll be getting a package. Uh, <laughs> okay, Sean, oh, the Unabomber. Domestic yeah, terrorism. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so over the course of the last, like, I would say the next, after, after I did that experiment, right? That was in my early 20s. Then for about 12 years of my life, I didn't experience depression. I didn't experience it again for years. about 12 years. Did you do that for 12 years, or did it, be, did it come more naturally? It came naturally. Then? It mm. came naturally. I, I started, I remember, I mean, this sounds super, uh, it almost sounds like hippy-dippy bullshit. Oh, it sounded like that since you started this Fuck story. you, Burning Man. <laughs> I don't need this shit. <laughs> I remember waking up one morning and just thinking, well, that's another day I'm alive. That's cool. And I was so huh. happy just to be alive. I really was. Because yeah. I remember waking up in my apartment. It was my new apartment. And uh, and it smelled good, and I thought, wow, this is this is unusual. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I really thought I really thought I like the smell this morning, and I like that I'm alive this morning. Okay, and I don't care what happens to me today. At least I started out alive. Like that's a good thing, mm. right? My perspective completely changed. I didn't get depressed again until uh, I would say about two years ago. And then again, I went through and I practiced and I, I practiced these mental thoughts, and uh, you know, overcame, overcame. Hmm. But that's uh, these self-defeating thoughts, man. They're they're a bitch. You ever experienced those, Dick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me think. I'm trying to. Well, I mean, I just want to say yes. I hate when people say yes and identify with like bad things. You know, like oh, I feel I feel that way too. See, he all never the time. he never seems like he does. Yeah, because he he'll try anything. No, I I've seen it. I've oh, seen yeah? it. I've seen it. Yeah, oh, because please we're, tell we're me. Good, because we're good friends. No, I, I don't want to get into personal shit. Why? But I, I don't care. No, no, no. Because because what is it in regards to? No, I I've seen it. I've seen it in the way that you think about. It. Sometimes you ruminate about about things and uh, things about life, um, where your life has been, where your life is headed. I'll mm, see it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Where has my life been? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a second to think about it, Dick. But uh, I want to go back to your go problem ahead. about good dudes who need to get laid. Yeah, this is from thebold.com. It said, "Here's a self defeating thought: If I were hotter, 
skinnier, smarter, or more interesting, I'd have someone by now. See, but I don't think stuff like that. Like, everything negative I think about myself is just laziness. That you're lazy? Yeah, it's like, well, why don't I have this? Like, well, because you didn't do it. Because you yeah. didn't work for it. Like, what, that's it. But that's rational. That's not like... That's what I think. Like, that's what I, that's what I always come back to. It's not shit like that. Like, no. if I had this, no. my life would be better. It's like, well, you should have worked hard, harder for it, man. Well, this doesn't apply to you, but this is definitely a Okay, keep huge... giving me some more examples then. Okay, well, this is a huge subset of Because I don't identify with what you were talking about either, Sean. Like, when you're trying something new and you are, you are like doubting yourself about it. Well, I think a lot of that forms really early. Depends on who your role models are growing up. You know, I think. I mean, that's what the experts seem to think. Yeah, I, I believe that. Well, Dick, that... Uh, My parents aren't like that either. Like, no, they're like, go they're fucking kill them. Go, 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 go. No, they're not. Yeah. Your parents are your parents are very uh, encourage you when yes, you grow up, yeah, right? all the time. Yeah, yeah. well, that's great. Too that's much, great. probably. Yeah, too much. Yeah, definitely too much. Too much. Oh, yeah. I, uh, we gotta have probably. a talk. We gotta have a talk. Yeah. No, but these guys, a lot of people, and, and, and girls, too. Um, if they, they wouldn't they, even say no. They wouldn't say they no were, to you? Yeah, they were so, like, experimental oh, and hippy-dippy. Huh? When uh-huh. I was, like, two, they wouldn't, my mom wouldn't use the word no. What, your parents go to Berkeley? Uh, no, they did not go to Berkeley. Uh, big Dukakis fan? Was, it, was Dukakis the, uh... He got he got tr- he got stumped by uh, Reagan, right? Dukakis was his uh, yes, yeah, okay. Or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the it Mondale? second no, Dukakis was Bush. Yes, yeah. Oh, Bush. Mondale was Mondale Reagan. was Reagan's Reagan. yeah. second term. Yeah, yeah. I won't hold my opponents. Uh, that was a, that was a half a stump because this prepared to the stumping you're going to see. Oh yeah, <laughs> from Trump. Yeah. Go ahead. So they say. So these are a lot of people who have these self defeating thoughts when it comes to dating. Uh-huh. They think if I were skinnier, if I was smarter, if I were more interesting, I'd have someone by now, right? In, and this is their response. They say insecurity is one of the most useless emotions. I mean, think about it. When it, what has it done for you lately? What has insecurity ever done for you? Not a damn thing, right? Except maybe bum you out and keep you down. And the worst part is because confidence is the single most attractive quality a person can have. Focusing on your weakness actually makes you less attractive. So the self-defeating sure. thought is a feedback loop that makes you even worse because you think these things about yourself, and then you actually start behaving that way. Yeah. I, that's why sometimes, dude, I'm a big party crasher, and I'm not going to get into it right now. But I've gone party crashing with friends, right? And I tell them, if you want to come along with me, you have to think the thoughts yeah, you have to. Uh, one of my friends was going to come with me party crashing one time, and they said, "Well, what if we don't get in?" I said, "You're not coming. You're not getting. You're in not then. getting in. Yeah. You've already you've already failed this test. You don't. There is no what if. I belong at this party. I'm going to get into this party. End mm-hmm. of story. I get. You know, it's not like the secret bullshit either. It's it's an entire mentality you have to actually believe. Because yeah. if you don't, yeah, they, can sniffer, they can sniff around. They can sniff I feel like you're incredulous about this whole thing, Dick. Or are you actually thinking about uh, self-defeating no, thoughts? I'm just trying to identify I'm just trying to find a way to identify with this problem. Like you put the challenge. I 100% agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Fake fake it till you make it. Um act like you're supposed to be there. Uh, that's, you know. Well, uh, that's the- my MO to the end. Like I'll do if somebody says do this, I'm like, yeah. Yes, I can do that. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah, sure. Like, well, no. are you sure? Yeah. Totally. No, no, but then where's the follow through? Do you have the follow through? Of course. You have to. I I don't think that it's, it's an opportunity. It's, well, what's the difference between when it comes to thoughts, specifically thoughts about trying to trying to change the way you think? What is the difference between faking it and actually being it? Thought-wise? Yeah. No difference. There's no difference, no. right? No. So, essentially, it's not faking it. When you actually think it, yeah, but you have to fake it at first. Maybe the first time you ever do yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. But I I I I think that even that the first time you ever do it is not really faking it either. Well, you can look at things in a different perspective then. Well, How's that? Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I I really think that when people do this, when when you actually think these thoughts, that's the change. That's all you have to do. It is literally a difference in perspective. That's all it is. It's a difference in perspective. That that is the that is a, there's a chasm of people who do and people who don't, and in between that chasm is, are these self-defeating thoughts yeah. that prevent you from achieving. Do you give talks I, I, about I this I know. Stuff? I, I sound like an asshole. Do you give talks about this stuff? No. You do sound like an asshole. I know. I sound like such a prick. <laughs> I sound like every one of those fucking uh, uh, shithead marketing guru, uh, you know, life coach. Yeah, you do. Asshole. Because it's a big problem. But because I, people... No, no, no. Hold on. Because yeah. everyone needs this. Like, millions of people need to stop doing this. Yeah. And... They need to hear it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's as simple as that, especially when you're talking about getting laid. It is, you see these, um, 
you see these you see like an image in your mind you can picture some smoking hot trophy girlfriend with some like rich troll yeah, right and you yeah. think oh she's just a gold digger out for the money but it's like yeah but also he might just think that highly of himself and you can project that sure. onto people like you don't write her off as a hooker or whatever she might be i don't know but he could also just be a very charismatic guy who believes in himself and that's very attractive yeah and that can like that can that can knock you up several points on the attraction scale oh absolutely man i mean i know there's guys out there you never see the reverse though what's that do you like some little troll i guess hugh jackman what about Hugh jackman is like that's why everyone says he's gay because he's very attractive and his wife is like ho-hum oh my gosh his wife yeah have you seen his wife sean no that field is barren Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no no apples in that orchard no cherries what were you gonna say yeah uh yeah it actually is that uh that uh embodiment of confidence uh-huh. changes the way you think helps you achieve it you overcome everything you overcome all your obstacles because i you you think you think there's always someone more attractive than you there's always someone more successful than you they have more money than you they're more popular than you it doesn't fucking matter yeah. and it has everything to do with your inner thoughts your inner monologue what you actually think about yourself and whether or not you can achieve because you can put those thoughts into action you can it changes the way you carry yourself i used to be even my body language man when you if you'd seen me like seven eight years ago i was kind of like slumped over like a tombstone all the time and i did i didn't feel very confident about myself and i i felt i felt i didn't feel as attractive i didn't feel as worthy as as some other people but these are all things that i actually worked on this is and it's not something that's the thing dick you you say that uh, laziness is laziness is your self-defeating thought fair that's totally it's fair. It's not self-defeating though. It's genuine laziness. It's okay. that I'd rather it's that I'd rather spend all my time being three beers deep. Like my problem is not this problem. It's a big problem, but that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, well, I could I I could see that. I could see that with you. But these uh these self-defeating thoughts affect a lot of people mm-hmm. and they affect them in in lots of nasty, terrible ways. Huh? And it's something that uh, that needs to stop. People need to people need to stop reinforcing their bad negative habits and start embracing good ones. Man, I, I sound like such you a fucking dick. Like I know, like a huge dick. I'm what gonna is, throw myself off a bridge from. <laughs> I don't know because I don't even watch these social marketing experts. I don't watch these life coaches or anything. I really don't, and I don't give a shit. I've never seen Tony Robbins. I've never gone. To, I've never gone to any seminars. I don't know where this is coming from. No, you learned it from experience. Yeah, that's, well, that's a, that's a fucking fact. That's how they. That's how they start their seminars. I learned all this through experience. They uh, sucker you yep. in with that shit. But, but they, know, can't convi- they can't <laughs> convince you of it unless you I, do I it. I love Mark. Um, you'll, you might walk out of there high for a little while, you yeah. know, like, oh, yeah, it's so great. But you'll go back to your old habits unless you actually, like Maddox said, make that concerted effort to do it. To do it? Yeah, to do it. To actually, you like, actually have to do attempt it. Yeah. to make that change. Yeah. You haven't even mentioned the physiological effects of, oh. of what it does. What's I don't that? know. Yeah, neurotransmitters and stuff. That positive outlook helps you make... Uh, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, all the stuff that your brain needs. Norepinephrine? To- <laughs> no, that's true, Sean. It actually does. It releases more dopamine inside your mind. Yeah. It, it, it uh, reinforces the positive. It changes your neurochemistry, your 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 brain neurochemistry, to not be one of depression. Hey, this, dep- here's yeah. The, oh, go. This this is. There's a lot of hype here, but there's <laughs> there's not a lot of plan though. You know. What do you mean not a lot of plan? Well, you've like, what's the plan? Fake it till you make it. It's Focus on the fake good it. stuff. Okay, stop and- right there, Dick. You're fucking up. That's your first problem right there. Saying the word fake. It's not faking because you acknowledged earlier. Fake. No, it's not. You acknowledged earlier that the that there is no difference between uh, a fake thought about a fake positive thought and a real positive I know, thought. But because you're still getting the off into the weeds again. You're no. still getting off into the weeds again. This doesn't help people who have negative thoughts. It absolutely does because that- you're looking at him. That's a slogan. And by the way, it's a slogan. And by the way, and I still, I rant and I bitch and I, uh, you know, I'm Maddox, right? I fucking hate a lot of things. And now you're basically writing a hang in there kitty poster. Like, that's what this is. (laughs) Fuck you, dickhead. Focus on the good things in life. What the fuck? Sing it on the cross. It worked for him. It might not work for everybody. 
But but again, that first of all, as Maddox, like as Maddox, when I write my shit, right? Uh-huh. People are like, "Oh, you're so full of hate. You're so negative." Blah blah blah. I don't you see are. it that way. I don't see it that way. I, I see it as caring, right? I bitch because I care. I want things to be better. That's why I complain, and that's what I do. Or that's why I do what I do. Hating is the is the best form of caring, buddy. Hmm. Biggest form of caring. That's what I am. Father Santa Claus of hate. All right. So, Asterios, you are, I believe, our third guest on the show ever, and uh, you can uh, you you have a problem you brought Yeah, in I brought week. in a problem. My problem, and thanks for having me, my problem is Tom's shoes. Tom's shoes. Bravo. Yes. I thought, I thought you were going to play a I round was, of applause you know, there. I was looking for the round of applause, and I remember, <laughs> this is the episode, too. I was like, yeah, let's get rid of the round of applause. Here's what I replaced it with. As I'm a digital cyber demon. <laughs> so I, I got to explain that real quick before we talk about Tom's shoes. Asterios Kokonos is responsible for the funniest thing I have ever seen at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And I mean that before it was you, it was that guy who came out as the Wolfman and said... <laughs> Yeah, it was the guy runs out of the back curtain and goes, someone asked if the wolfman has nards, and then pulls his pants down and shows his dick to, like, the entire audience. That was the funniest thing. (laughs) Your, when you came out doing the guy from the Polar Express, being basically an unhinged maniac, screaming about how you abduct children and turn them into mutants, that was the new funniest thing I'd ever seen. So I brought in a clip of it. Yeah, that's that's, that's hilarious, yeah. As I'm a digital cyber demon! That, that was, was the start. <laughs> yeah, and, and people tried to pin you. That was during the Tournament of Nerds debate show where they tried to argue who would win in a fight, whatever, and they tried to smear you by pointing out that uh, the Polar Express guy is kind of creepy because he kidnaps kids and there's like a molestery uh, affect to it, and you fully embraced it. <laughs> You're like, yes, I love delicious children, and it was because I'm a digital cyber demon. Yeah. <laughs> it was impossible to take you down. It was nonstop. That was incredible. Well, it's, it's hard to top a pedophile. So. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> There's a sound bite. All right. <laughs> so what's your problem with Tom's, which I agree. Yeah. Sure. No, look, I, f- I figure we're not really going to be debating this one like the iPhone uh, Android <laughs> thing. But I got, a pro- I got a couple of problems with Tom's shoes. Okay, first off, let me start by saying, like, there are things that people wear that tell you everything you need to know about them. You're watching a movie, see a guy in a suit with an earpiece, you know he's a Secret Service guy. You see a girl wearing like, Louboutins, you know she's rich. You see a guy in Tom's shoes you know right away he's a douche. Yep. You know right away, like, the guy, the 25-year-old guy firing your dad is wearing Tom's shoes. Uh-huh. You know, he's the guy that's like, oh, sorry, pops, times are tough, we're gonna swap you out for six interns. Like, that's yeah. the Tom's shoes wear. I yeah. Mean, and I know you guys Can agree with me about how they look. Yeah? Are there are Tom's shoes for men? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, they, these pieces of shit garbage. Uh, yeah. Serious, uh, can you explain like what they are for people oh. who might not know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for people that might not know, Tom's shoes uh, are these garbage-looking shoes mm-hmm. that you can buy in Whole Foods, and they're based around the idea. The best possible place to buy your shoes, uh, an overpriced grocery store. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the point of Tom's shoes, uh, was a company found in 2006, is the buy one, give one model. Yes. When you buy a pair of Tom's shoes... For $70, they will give a pair of Tom's shoes to a kid in need in Africa. Right. So that's kind of the appeal of In need of, of shoes, shoes or AIDS vaccinations? <laughs> uh, nope, just shoes. Just <laughs> shoes. Sorry. Not Here's food. Your shoes. Nope, They're not no going to give them like a gallon of water. Here you go. Eat here's your some Tom's, shoes. idiot. Yeah. See if you can wring some water out of this so, rubber. So here's the, here's the philosophy. You go to a place where you buy food and then instead buy expensive shoes – and then send the shoes to people and keep the food for yourself. <laughs> That's a very good point. In Africa, do they get like a Whole Foods box and they open it up and it's full of shoes? <laughs> there you go, idiots. Whole Foods? There's no foods in here. Yeah. Oh, like, what the hell? You know, they would, if they just had shoes, the poor children of Africa, if they just had shoes, rather than uh, new schools or, I don't a know, vaccination. A sustainable economy. Uh-huh, or well, nuclear power. Or any power. Right, exactly. Well, so, well see, that's, now that's the thing. Look. You want to give a guy a pair of shoes that's actually, look, I have no problem with giving someone that needs shoes, shoes. That's great. What happens when those shoes wear out? What if they don't get any free shoes from the next free shoe shipment? Like, what if the head of Tom's goes crazy and Tom's goes out of business? Oh, well, that's all right. Well, because you can just buy a pair of shoes from your local shoemaker, right? No, wrong. You can't. Because your local shoemaker went out of business because some asshole named Tom 
undercut his prices by a hundred percent with his free shoes. So what yeah. these free oh, he's shoes killing do? Killing local businesses. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good oh fucking my point. God. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're killing the time, economy. Time Magazine uh, uh, it, it called it an unsustainable aid-based economy. So yeah, look, it's great to have shoes for that day or that month. Tom's shoes wear out pretty fast. So yeah. three months later, look. People are out of a job. You're out of shoes. You're fucked again. Yeah, yeah. that's that, there's those shoes look like they're made they're made out of burlap sack yeah. and then sandpaper. They look like the most uncomfortable, shitty shoes. They're not waterproof. Yeah. They look ugly as sin. <laughs> like yep. the Android. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wearing a couple of iPhones on your feet. So you, these these shoes are just absolutely garbage. They look like they they, they always fall apart. They yep. look ratty as shit. If and so these are the shoes they're sending these kids in Africa, the shittiest looking shoes. And then uh, the people who buy them, they feel like such fucking saints. Like oh, that's they, the thing. Yeah, they have. So, they're showing solidarity with some Ethiopian kid that they'll never fucking meet. And who knows if they'll ever even get that shoe in the first place. Right. Can you take the shoe? Can you say, can you just give me two shoes? Like, <laughs> I don't want to send mine to poor people. You know, there's also, so this is kind of interesting too. If you think about the size of the shoes that adults wear are, you know, nine plus, uh, you know, thir- up to 13 or 14 sometimes. The material that they save on those, it's not a one-to-one ratio because they're making smaller shoes for kids and sending those over. So yep. where does that cost disparity go, huh? Mm-hmm. Right in their fucking pockets. I guarantee it. They're oh, using less mean, material. You yeah. mean Tom's Shoes, the $650 million corporation? It's Holy not a not-for-profit, by the way. It's worth $650 million. And the head of Tom's Shoes just sold half of it to Bain Capital, a.k.a. Mitt Romney. Wow. So, yeah, these are the people Smart that are- guy. He should have been president. It's <laughs> <laughs> <a> fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, I saw- Good investment. Yeah. I saw a pair of Tom's shoes- I like yeah. that they kill local businesses because, like, I'm imagining, like, how how you explain that to, like, a, a spoiled person, like, a, someone who would buy these shoes. Yeah. Like, imagine if aliens just, like, <laughs> gave us a bunch of free shit and then just never did again. Right. Like, exactly. if they just came down, and I don't know what the spoiled rich people would buy that aliens could just replace for free. Cars. Exactly. Well, then the auto manufacturing sector goes out of business. Uh-huh. And then where do you get your next car? The aliens have moved on to another planet. Yeah, where would you cars. get your Fiat? Yeah, exactly. Or your Skyon. Skyon. <laughs> but the Skyon is an alien car, so it yeah. works. So yeah. here's a quote. From the New York Times, this is an interview with Tom Shoes' quote, chief giving officer. (laughs) Terrible. Oh, CGO. And by the way, no, that's not the CEO. No, CGO. CGO, right. Tom's doesn't have a CEO, it has a CSG. A chief shoe giver. Oh, I'm absolutely not kidding. I'm oh my gosh! Is he I in charge of the whole company? Uh, he's, I'm, yeah, he's the, the, you know, the CEO of Tom Shoes, uh, Blake Mykoski, who looks like a super dude. That sounds like a he looks like the guy too. that steals your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what looks an like asshole. Dick. Yeah, yeah, fucking dick. <laughs> so uh, I have done that. <laughs> oh yeah, why, why are we way to be proud? So here's what the <laughs> chief giving officer said. Uh, Quote, if we begin to create an environment where shoes are available, we hope the local shoe industry will take this up and start selling shoes. <laughs> yeah, because people in Africa have no idea what shoes are. Yeah, it's a good thing you went and introduced them to the concept of shoes and selling <laughs> shoes by giving shoes away for free. They'll, you sell t-shirts. It yeah. would be like if I went to all your fans and gave them free Maddox t-shirts and was like, well, I'm introducing your fans to the concept of t-shirts. No, 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 serious. Don't do that. I don't need you to do that. No, 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 I, p- please. It's for their own good. No. They're going to take these T-shirts. But you're going to like them. No, you're undercutting my market. I can't sell T-shirts if you're giving away for free. How will my douchebag customers feel good if I don't give away your T-shirts for free? Well, you're right, Asterios. Good argument. I guess I'll go out of business. See you later, <laughs> sucker. You know what it is? It's like if someone from the future came back in time and just gave away copies of your next yep. book. Yeah. Yep. And then you're like, well, what about me? Yep. Fine, fuck it. I'm not writing any more books. But it's helping people, right? Sure. They want that book. Yeah, it's a short-term gain, but we've lost an artist. That's not good. Yeah. 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 Who's making these shoes, by the way? Well, let me tell you. Thank you, for, thank you Byron Allen, for setting me up. So, uh, so here's the thing. Where are Tom's shoes made? I went down to Whole Foods. Literally, I went down to Whole Foods, and I put on a protective hazmat suit, and I went into Whole Foods, and I pulled a pair of Toms off the shelf. Well, surprise, surprise, the pair I look at, it's made in China. You know, yeah, China, that 
bastion of workers' rights, China. Yeah, mm-hmm. every liberal's favorite country. Where everyone learns uh, earns a living wage, and you know everybody is happy, and they all have all the food and medicine they need. They got great air. Oh wait, it's fucking China. <laughs> where the only reason they stopped selling poisoned baby food was that an important baby died. Wait, wait, which baby? I don't you know. Remember? Some, some politician's some, baby. Oh, some politician's oh, yeah. baby, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is interesting, Asterio. So they manufactured uh, tens of thousands, probably millions of these shoes, right, in mm-hmm. China. In China. Then they ship it to the U.S., and then they ship them to, from China to Africa. So it's it's two destinations. They're shipping oh, yeah, the shoes. I have a question. Oh, sure. yeah. So they have to work twice as much in order to give themselves, in order to get spoiled rich people to buy free shoes for them. Yes. Well, I don't. I don't even think they go to China. I think they go to Africa. So those people are just shit out of luck with shoes. So, but 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 actually, Maddox, that is a really brilliant summation. The Made in the USA blog made a similar summation. So when you buy Tom's shoes, they're made in China, Haiti, Indonesia. So there, you're robbing an American manufacturer of their manufacturing job. Then you send those free shoes to Africa. They get them for free. You're robbing an African guy of his shoemaking job. You wearing those headphones, wearing Tom's shoes. Every time you take a step, you're killing two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's so insidious about this, Asterios, is those shoes look like they could be made by some local African shoe shoe cobbler, yep. right? Uh-huh. They look like yep. shit. They like do. if you had no tools and very, very little power in whatever environment you're working in, very like sub, uh, you know, sub internet, sub electric. Those are the type of shoes you would make. They have the capability to manufacture good fucking shoes and send them to Africa. They're not. They're sending them the types of shoes they would make if they could. Right, exactly. They're, yes, yes. They are sending the. They are often sending shoes that don't work in the appropriate climate. No. Like, like in America, you can wear douchey, flimsy shoes because if something goes wrong, you can probably just go get another pair of shoes. Right. You're probably not walking in a super duper hot. You know, it's. it's I like, have different shoes for that. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they it's have raining, support. you go wear your rain galoshes. If it's this, it's you know, it's just to make douches college kids feel happy that they're giving another pair of shoes to someone they'll never see mm-hmm. you know exactly it's, it's the they're not buying shoes they're buying a narrative yep they want to feel exactly good right. they want to feel good about doing something without doing anything without doing shit you exactly. know what? we should do that every time someone listens to this podcast we should go shout at someone in need <laughs> about the problems they're having in their life hey. I got an idea. Seriously, for every one download we get, let's send a download to a kid in Africa. <laughs> That's good. God damn it. That's good. <laughs> Buy one, give one. I yep, love it. Yep. You uh, philanthropist, you. Uh-huh. And then you can write off those donated downloads, pay less on your American taxes, put more money in your pocket. Now you're ahead of the game twice. But we may be putting a couple of satirists in Africa out of business. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. We don't have to go all the way to Africa. There's bums on the street in L.A. Yeah, that's true. We could uh, we could help out those bums. We could give them uh, Beats headphones and mm-hmm. uh, and give them our podcast for free. I'm sure people would love to listen to that. That'd yeah. be great. Hearing two homeless people fight over a can of beans. And the I'm not podcast. sure. I, every time I see someone wearing Beats too, uh, sorry to bring this up yeah. from way past way yeah. past. But uh, every time I see someone wearing Beats too, I'm not sure. They might be hipster. They might be homeless. Could, could go either way. <laughs> okay, so stereos. Yes, uh, I agree. This is a big problem. Mm-hmm. I think that these these Tom's guys are probably a subset of nut hugging Android <laughs> fan. Uh-huh. I mean, really, at the end of the yeah. day, well, the Tom's are guys are odds? rich, so they probably use iPhones. So we're at odds. So this is like a nah. this is an ideology battle we're at right now. Me and you, I guess. Yeah, right. I that's what I'm saying. Know. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so so let me so so I'll, I'll just, I would wrap it up with this. Um, I went to the Tom's website. A pair of this is the name of a pair of men's shoes they have. The quote, Navy Toms Plus Brocade Classics. <laughs> brocade? The, the Brocade Classics Plus. Uh, <laughs> it's a name so douchey, it may as well have gone to film school. These shoes cost $120. Okay? These shoes cost $120. How about this guy? How about you go buy some flip-flops, which provide just as much support as this Tom's garbage, yeah. and then you take the other $110 that you didn't spend, and you give them to me, Asterios Coconuts. <laughs> Bravo. I'll use some of it to help. What I'll, I'll help. I'm sure I'll help. Whatever. Give it to me. I'm a digital cyber team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it Look, to this guy. <laughs> the, bottom, the, the bottom line is, if you want to help people, 
You, you fucking go out and help people. You yeah. take your money. Go buy a $20 pair of shoes. Right. Give the other 20 to a poor person on the street. You know, yeah. Go donate to a fucking food bank in America. There's one in five kids are starving in America. Sure. You know, uh, don't do this bullshit where you buy shitty looking shoes to feel better about yourself. No. It's garbage. Same thing. Same goes with food and everything else that comes with the narrative. You know what? I can give you guys a narrative. I can I can jerk you off with some, hey, you're buying a, buying a, buy one of my T-shirts and some kid in Africa will uh, be a little bit happier for a day. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how, don't know, just, but somewhere, somewhere in Africa, and it's always Africa. Africa's always the uh, the dark continent where everyone's starving and dying, right? Right. All right, that wraps up our second ever best of episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Vote on these problems on the website. Even though it's a best of episode, we still have the problems back up there. It's interesting to see how the votes turn out once you guys have heard it a second time. Some of the votes go up, some of them go down. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens. Thanks for listening. Too much swearing. Too much swearing. Too much swearing. Fucking 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 monkeys of shit. Shitty fuck. Fucking motherfucker. Fuck, fuck off. Fucking horseshit. Fucking 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 bullshit. Fucking shit. Fucking fucking fuck, fucking fucking dipshit. Shit shit. Bullshit ass bitching. Fuck that. Fucking shit. Fuck fucking shitty. Fucking because you're a dumbass. Shit. Fucking shitty. Fucking 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 asshole. Shit. Fucking fucking. Shove it up your ass. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. Horseshit. Fucking asshole. Shit. Fucking bullshit. Fuck you. Fucking 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 tits. Fucking horseshit. Shit. Fucking 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 horseshit. Fuck you, dick. Fucking fuck myself. Dipshit. Fucking shit. Fucking stupid. Nah 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 shit. Fucking shit, fucking fucking fuck off, fucking grand fucking Paul. I love this fucking work. Fucking Apple product.